Welcome to the Fantasy Champions Fantasy Football Podcast. We got another mock draft today. Let's do it. Welcome to the Fantasy Champions Fantasy Football Podcast. Here's your host, Morgan Colby and Rick Lemon. What's poppin' fantasy champs? Cracking, shaking, mixing. Joe Mixon. Mixon. What's mixing? Is that a preview of what's to come? Um sh- <laughs> I, I don't know. <laughs> Do I take Mixon at eight? I don't know. Um, welcome to the Fantasy Champions Fantasy Football Podcast. As stated just a second ago, we are going to do a mock draft. Um, I feel like Tuesdays are just mock draft day at this point. Yeah. So um, we are going to do, we're going to do a, I think it's a 12 team super flex mock draft and, uh, and see what, see what happens. At some point, we're going to do a joint mock draft together because I don't think we've done a single one of those this year. No. Um, but before we do that, be sure to check out our website, thefantasychampions.com. Follow us on Twitter at the FF Champs on Instagram at the Fantasy Champions. You can like us at facebook.com forward slash the Fantasy Champions. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or Stitcher, or any other podcast platform, please subscribe to the podcast, leave a review, and share it with your friends. If you're watching on YouTube, you can do the same thing. Subscribe right there, click the bell for notifications, like, and leave a comment who you think did the best. I believe every Tuesday show until the regular season starts is a mock draft show. So you're covered for mock drafts on Tuesday from here until the end of the century. Oh yeah, that's lit. <laughs> so we wanted to give you uh, some information about the draft guide. Um, the uh, actual listener league stuff is closed. Uh, we are sending out invites very soon to that. Um, but if you haven't ordered the draft guide, you still got time to do it. If you're drafting this weekend, you got time to do it. Uh, if you wanna, if you wanna win one of these these puppies, you probably should should buy our draft guide for twenty five dollars, right? Mm, yeah, you probably should. It only makes sense. Um, it has full rankings, breakouts, busts, player draft values, play breakdowns, so much more. Um, so be sure to tell your friends. Do you want to just jump right into this mock draft, bro? Yeah, yeah, let's do that. Okay. I'm going to hit begin and you're, you're in front this time. So you're going one, four. Like I said, this before we actually start picking, this is a super flex, super flex 12 team mock draft. We took kickers and defenses out only five bench spots. So if you see 13 rounds and you're like, wow, what kind of draft is this? Uh, We don't draft kickers and defenses. No. Um, So, Rick is picking at four. I'm picking at nine. Rick is on the clock. Barkley, McCaffrey, Cook come off the board. Who are you taking, my dude? Um, yeah, I mean, for me, this was a regular draft. I'm taking Kamar all day, but because we are in a super flex league, mm-hmm. I'm going to take Patrick Mahomes here. Wow. You want to get, I mean, honestly, if you have in a super flex league, if you have the chance to get mm-hmm. Mahomes or Lamar, you, you got to take it. Okay. Um, I feel like, in a super flex, there is still options. Sure. Um, and I like it in a six point touchdown league, I would be all over drafting a quarterback in the first round. Um, but I feel like you can definitely maybe sneak away with some good talent um, in the later rounds. I mean, I, I like draft your draft your first quarterback early. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see how I break it down. But after you, took I like my, to um, go ahead. 
in in Superflex, what I like to do is mm-hmm. I just if I can get Mahomes or Lamar, I'm going to do that, and then yeah, I can just wait on my second quarterback because I know I have one of those two guys to kind of carry that position. Uh, if I can't get one of those guys though, then I'll, yeah. I'll probably try to get two very solid ones. Yeah, uh, it definitely waits. I mean, Superflex is kind of a funny little situation because it's essentially just a two quarterback league. Like if you're gonna have a Superflex, you might as well just make it two quarterbacks. Right. Because no one's gonna start. I mean, unless you have to. If you're like in a twelve, <laughs> I know yeah, the quarterbacks out. on a bye week, you only got two yeah. quarterbacks. <laughs> I guess so. Um, after your pick, Alvin Kamara, Ezekiel Elliott, Derek Henry, and then Michael Thomas came off the board. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna go I'm gonna go Joshua Jacobs here, and then wait at the turn and see what happens. Um, Playing the system, you know, I'm kind of mad at myself. There have been so we're not going to talk about this today on the news section of our podcast, but. Um, the, the Raiders draft, uh, drafted the Raiders, um, signed theoretic, the pass catching running back that used to play for Detroit. Um, and everyone's been talking about Josh Jacobs ceiling being tied to how much passing opportunity they give him. Um, do you think, you know, I was curious what you thought. Do you think, um, Josh Jacobs is going to lose any kind of work from theoretic or is this just a depth? No, I don't. I really don't. I think Josh Jacobs is the three down back there. Uh, I still don't think like he, he said that he wanted to catch 16 passes this year. Mm -hmm. I don't think that's going to happen. Still, I think he's probably going to get like 30. Yeah. Um, so maybe in the passing game, theoretic might do anything, but no, Josh Jacobs is still the three down back there. Okay. Um, I was going to say uh, generally the same thing. It is a little more concerning considering the fact that um, the actual Raiders have signed many running backs over the last couple weeks for their second yeah, spot. I mean, and um, they, they cut a, They signed a guy for like two days and then cut him. They just brought in Riddick. So I'm like, what are the Raiders actually planning on doing right now? They've been saying what? one thing and doing another. And usually when you're interpreting coach speak, and they're saying one thing and doing another. It usually means the other thing. They're not really going to do the thing that they're saying. They're going to do something else. So I don't know if Josh Jacobs is going to get the work in the passing game. I think that's just a quantitative risk. But I will take Josh Jacobs here with that assumption in my mind. After I took Josh Jacobs, Devontae Adams, Tyreek Hill, Joe Mixon, Julio Jones, Miles Sanders, my dude, and Austin Eckler. My goodness. Austin Eckler at 2-3. Um, I don't, I mean, I could go quarterback. I could do it. You're not gonna, but I'm gonna go Clyde. I'm going to see what happens. Wow. Okay. We'll get myself some Clyde. So this is a super flex league. Remember folks. Yeah, but I'm, I'm going crazy. Nick Chubb, Aaron Jones, Deandre Hopkins, and then uh, Kenyon Drake. And then Rick drafting Lamar Jackson as well. This league is over. <laughs> the league's over. It's done. <laughs> I won the draft. <laughs> Oh man, you know you have like six other positions. Yes. Oh, this is oh, I think there's ten Mahomes starting and Lamar spots. Getting me thirty points each a week. I think it's done. We have we have um, flex, super flex, wide receiver, two wide receivers, two running backs, tight end, and uh, a regular quarterback spot. Yeah, I mean that's pretty dang good. If both of those guys get thirty points a game, I mean you're you're in a good place. Yeah, I I th- I think. I think that's this is a right PPR there. league, by the way, just so everyone knows. Mm. So at this spot now, um, I could go receiver here, but I want to make mm-hmm. sure I get my guy at running back. I'll go Leonard Fournette here, um, yeah. just because the running backs I think are pretty weak for my next pick. Um, mm-hmm. So that's why I'm going to take Fournette there. 
Okay. Uh, after Rick's first uh, Lamar Jackson pick, it was Connor, Kittle, Thielen, Kelsey, Galladay, Godwin, and then he took Fournette and a, uh, Cooper, Evans, Carson, and then Cup came off the board. Now, I have uh, decidedly faded. I'm, I'm deciding that I'm going to fade literally every single horrible old man running back in the third round this year. So I just, they're all gross. Did you hear the news about freaking David Johnson? No, I did not. I think we're going to talk about this in the, in the news, but they essentially said that there's no starter in Houston and Philip Lindsay and David Johnson are going to be like both playing. Philip, you, Oh, do you mean Denver or Melvin Gordon? No, no. Philip oh, Lindsay? I'm sorry. I, I'm sorry. Uh, you're right. I'm sorry. I meant to say Melvin Gordon in Denver. Oh, I, was okay, looking, okay. I was staring at Jeez. David Johnson's name. Out of hate for David Johnson. That doesn't surprise me, honestly. That really doesn't. That was one of my big concerns in Melvin Gordon. Um, like if when he signed with Denver, was yeah. are they going to do a split back to him? Not so that I was to not, hear that. Not that I was going to go with a running back Melvin for the third straight round. I mean, you could. <laughs> I could, I could do that. Um, so I and Josh Jacobs is pretty good at running back, though. In a PPR league, I think you have to get. Uh, I I would draft Allen Robinson here. Yeah, uh, just because, you know, if he if he gets 154 targets and catches 100 passes, I mean, that's obviously a very good base floor. Mm-hmm. Um, David Johnson, Mark Ingram, Le'Veon Bell, Todd Gurley, David Montgomery, and then Calvin Ridley all came off the board following my pick. Now, in a ha- in a full PPR league, you don't want and AJ Brown, <laughs> despite how ridiculous he is uh, in terms of yards per reception, he's probably Rise not going to be. He relies a lot on touchdowns and um, yardage to get his fancy points. He'll probably only catch 70 passes, which is not giving him a very high floor. Um, So, I mean, I could go Juju. I think what I'm going to do is go and get my quarterback. So, the question is, do I take Kyler or Dak? That's Dak's probably, I think, the, the safer and yeah, I'm gonna smarter go pick. I'm going to um, go Dak. Yeah. I can probably get Kyler in the next round anyway. Uh, Melvin Gordon, A.J. Brown, Tyler, uh, Jonathan Taylor, uh, Jonathan Tyler, I was going to say. Jonathan Taylor. Um, and then Devin Singletary all came off the board. Now Rick is up. Yeah, and I'm going to take Juju here. PPR League, he's probably he has a good chance to get 100 receptions this year. Better off, Spurgers healthy. So yeah. I'll be all over that. Um, next two picks is Metcalf, T.Y. Hilton, Odell, D.J. Moore, Keenan Allen, Mark Andrews. Uh, I was kind of hoping D.J. Moore would fall to me there and I could get mm-hmm. D.J. Moore and Juju. Um, I think the safest pick is Robert Wood. See, if this was a real super flex league, though, I would just take another quarterback and I would just have three dominant quarterbacks and then just trade one of them. Yeah. Um, I'm not going to do that, though. I'm just going to fill the roster. I think Robert Woods is probably the safest pick here, though. Yeah, yeah, it's not on I me mean, bad. Oh, what the frick. Oh, there goes your QBs. You got sniped. Um, yeah, we had Mostert, Kyler Murray, uh, Russell Wilson, Stephen Diggs come off the board. That you know what? That that kind of crap pisses me off. You still got Deshaun Watson though. I think he's still in that tier. He's the last guy in yeah. that tier if you want to go that route. Do I wanna do that? No. I think I'm gonna go I'm gonna, I think I'm gonna go wide receiver. I'm probably gonna go Mr. Terry McLaurin here. Um, so uh, you know what? My team's pretty filled out now, dude. I don't know about you. 
It is. Mine's not quite there. And now I got almost. Watson, too. Tyler Lockett, DJ Chark, <sighs> Zach Ertz, DeAndre Swift, Ronald Jones, Kareem Hunt, and then I drafted D- Deshaun Watson. Um, I don't know what Sleeper's doing right now, but Josh Jacobs, Clyde Edwards, Hilaire, Allen Robinson, Dak Prescott, Terry McLaurin, and Deshaun Watson are all on my freaking fantasy team now. Um, after I took Deshaun Watson, Marquise Brown, Darren Waller, AJ Green, and Cortland Sutton came off the board, and Rick is on the clock. Um, yeah, so does does if Daryl Henderson injury if his injury is legit, do you think Cam Akers is no a much better play still? No, you're still not. See, I do. You know, Darryl, but you know I don't think Daryl Henderson's injury is legit. You know what's funny? Like he'll be play week one. Despite all the camp hype, I honestly think I saw a tweet today that kind of referenced this, but I honestly think that the season's going to start and it's going to be Daryl Henderson, Malcolm Brown, and John Kelly all in an RBBC while Cam Akers, get, Cam Akers gets like two carries or three carries. No, that's not going to happen. They, I, they I drafted would. Cam Akers over, over uh, J.K. Dobbins. They drafted him like he, they drafted him thinking he's going to be the guy there. I don't know if, I don't think it's going to happen year one. Here's the thing is there's, there's, there's so many, they're a terrible football team. They're, they're, not, not, terrible. they're not a terrible football team. I'll take that back. You're right. But they're not, they're, they don't have a good offensive line. You know, their offensive line is, is decent. Um, but last year they were just bad. And if Todd Gurley can't get behind that offensive line and make something happen, then Cam Akers can't. You know, so I year one well, Cam Akers yeah. can't. I mean, I don't think there's like upside like there. Thirteen last year, but I don't think he's going to get as much work as Gurley. And they've year. they've already talked about how they're going RBBC this year. Right. Regardless of whether he gets eight carries or three carries, it really doesn't matter to me. He's not going to get a lot of opportunities. So for fantasy football, to draft him in the sixth round is just, I think, a little bit crazy. Even with the upside of like a potential second half breakout. Obviously, yeah, kind of yeah, like a Jonathan Taylor. It's too much. Okay, I, I would rather have DeAndre Swift than Cam Akers. If I'm, I, but I do think if Daryl Henderson is mm-hmm. like, if he like, he's gonna be back week one, which is the expectation. But if he like tore his ACL yeah. in camp, I I would actually consider taking like Cam Akers you could here. take Dobbins, and I would take him over Cam Akers here. Really, I know you're in a you're in a spot where you need a freaking running back. So if if I am gonna take a running back here, I'm not going to. But if I was, I would take Cam Akers because of his upside to be the starter right away. Mm-hmm. While I Dobbins doesn't have that same upside to be the starter right away because Mark Ingram is the starter no matter what. Cam Akers could start. I I think Dobbins is the safer pick though, because um, I think it, there's a good chance Akers it could be the third guy in an RBBC. So yeah. that would suck. But just from my position, and I need a starting running back, mm-hmm. I'd rather take the chance on Cam Akers, but I'm going to take Devontae Parker. Oh, my God, bro. Could you could you actually like get another running back? You yeah, have Marlon Mack. This is a PPR league, right? Uh, yes. Uh, after your Devontae, Adam, uh, Devontae Adams, Devontae Parker pick, uh, Cam Akers, Michael Gallup, Aaron Rodgers, J.K. Dobbins, and then Matt Breda came off the board, and Julian Edelman as well. In a PPR league, I think it is insane that James White is this low, but I'm going to take James White as my RB2. Which I'm Hold on a second. What was his ADP? It was, like, uh, it was like 80, I think. Oh, okay. All right. So you didn't reach. 80 something. I was like, dude, did you just like, scroll all the way to the bottom of the screen again? No, he was, it, was like, it was like 84, 85. Yeah. It wasn't that low. I'm not. Uh, here's my thing is outside of Cam Newton, I'm really not buying any New England Patriots. In PPR, uh, I like James White. 
And PPR, I guess, James. See, James White was good with Brady. I'm not sure that, like, everyone's just assuming Have that he's going to. Have you heard gonna... the, practice, the, what, the practice reports and stuff? I uh, don't really care like, about practice is, reports generally. He... I, I, fair I, enough but well i was gonna say i was gonna say i watched i watched a jk dobbins video where he made like a diving catch over a linebacker and i was like dude i gotta trade for that guy and i'm like i need to temper myself because well, no that's different because that's just a good play yeah but like what they're doing i just don't do camp hype james it's... white is getting every single like receiving back like he he's gonna get 100 targets probably i don't think he's gonna get 100 targets because i don't think that's how cam newton plays no one in cam newton's offense gets 100 targets. christian mccaffrey Yes, that's Christian McCaffrey. I know, but they're gonna. James White is. I don't think. I don't think they're gonna. Christian McCaffrey. I don't think they're gonna get. I don't think James White's gonna get targeted a hundred times. I really don't. And even if he does, it's gonna turn into like seventy catches. And if he's not getting anything on the regular ground, he's essentially just a wide receiver three at the running back position. I mean, in PPR, I'll take a wide receiver three in the seventh half. At the running back position, running yes. backs score more fantasy points than wide receivers. I, I uh, look, dude. He had 123 targets in 2018. All right. Last year, he he, had, he missed a game and he had 95 targets, I believe. So he's he's gonna get nine at least 90 to 100 targets. This okay. And if he does that with his uh, usual rushing game, which is crazy, but... you won't. Okay, I'd That's rather it. have him than like. Yeah, no, I, I just don't like. I, for me, like, I think there's so much uncertainty surrounding New England. Like, he very may well get 100 to 120 targets. I'm not going to be definitive on that. I'll take my what I said back earlier. He's, he's not going to get it, but I just don't know anything about the new 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 England offense. No, and I, I think yeah, everyone everyone's buying pieces in the New England offense. Like Brady's the quarterback. You know, like Julian Edelman's a set. Like, just went off the board seven three. And everyone's treating him like he's going to get completely blown up in the uh, slot a million times. And I'm like, no, oh, yeah. it's not a bad pick in the seventh, eighth round. I'd but rather like, have James Wade than doing But that's the thing for me is that we just don't know how this offense is going to work out. And it's yeah. like James White could get targeted as much as, you know what I mean, Christian McCaffrey. But it's also a completely different system. So it's like, I don't know that they're going to just throw James White out there and be like, okay, we're going to target 130 times like Christian McCaffrey just because Cam Newton's there. It's going to be like, uh, we want to use guys in certain situations, and I just don't know what, what they're going to do with Cam Newton at this point. So it's like, I don't think it's worth taking a massive leap into a, you know, empty space to figure out if James White's going to be good or bad. But it's your own prerogative. If you believe in James White, then you take him. Debo Samuel, Marlon Mack, Jordan Howard, and Brandon Cooks all came off the board. Um, I'm sitting here... I still need another flex, right? You do. I'm going to take Tyler Boyd. Okay. So I take Tyler Solid. Boyd. That fills out, I believe, my um, my actual flex spot. Not a bad pick at this point. Um, no. After that, it was Drew Brees, Rob Gronkowski, Jarvis Landry, Matt Ryan, Josh Allen, and then Will Fuller. So at this point, I mean, you could keep taking quarterbacks. Um and and start to add them to your bench like maybe like if you're in a super flex and there's i'm assuming that some of these wide uh, some of these quarterbacks that you see if this is on screen um i'm assuming that in a super flex league generally speaking they're going to go a little bit higher than what they are right now um so what i'll do here is i'm going to continue waiting on my tight end until the later rounds but i'm going to draft um i'm going to draft daniel jones in the eighth round it's a good pick and see if I can um, 
get some upside there because if he turns out turns into a really good quarterback, then that's another solid option at, um, at Superflex. Uh, after my pick, Evan Ingram, Deontay Johnson, carry on Johnson, and then Philip Lindsay came off the board. And now Rick's on the clock. Yeah, I'm gonna take um, take Marvin Jones here. I think he's a solid depth wide receiver. Uh, Brady, Carson Wentz, Alexander Madison, Sonny Michelle, Tevin Coleman, and Latavius Murray went off the board. Uh, yeah, I don't really like my situation here. Um, you might not like this pick, but I don't mind this pick. I'm going to dig oh, no. Hunter Henry. Did you list the guys that came off the board after your pick? I don't remember. I did. Yeah, I don't like that pick at all. That's a that's a disgusting. So you're on a string of disgusting picks here with James White and Hunter. <laughs> this See, kid, I, this kid in our home league this weekend decided to take Tom Brady in the eighth round because it gives me an excuse to. Hey, end of the eighth round. It was like where he just got taken. You're the. I think you're the only fantasy analyst in society that would take a player just to watch them. Yes, in our home league. Yes, if I, if, it, if it was like a league where my name was on the line. I wouldn't have taken Tom Brady. But in our home league, yes, absolutely. And I'll do it again. You're a freaking idiot, dude. Um, explain yourself with Hunter Henry. I'm, I'm curious. Um, yeah, I, you know, I actually do like Hunter Henry. Uh, you know, right away, I don't know how. It's kind of a question mark with Tyrod Taylor there, obviously. Um, but when Justin Herbert comes in, I, I do like Hunter Henry a lot. And with Mike Williams' injury, I think he's going to be the second target there when he's healthy. I mean, last year yeah. when he was healthy – Obviously, Philip Rivers was there, so it was a different situation. But he was like the tight end five, I think. So um, getting a potential top five tight end in the ninth round, I think, is worth the shot, at least. I think it's no different than taking a shot. Like yeah, I, I feel like, you know, I feel like a lot of people are just with Evan Ingram and Hunter Henry. They're all, everyone's just kind of thinking of them as the same players that they were before. Evan Ingram had, I think it's a Liz Frank injury, and he's just complete. Like I, he gets hurt every year, and this is a, this is a hard injury to come back from. So I don't. At this point, Evan Ingram is chalked up to an extremely talented tight end that will never get any good of opportunity because he can't stay on the field. Hunter Henry, Hunter Henry, I guess you could throw in that same boat. He doesn't have any like lingering injuries, but he keeps getting hurt over and, and over history, and yeah. over. I mean, he again. played. He missed like the what, what the first five games, five or six games last yeah. year. But when he came back, he was healthy. He was good. And he was very good. Here's the problem. I don't think Hunter Henry is a bad player. I don't think Evan Ingram is a bad player. They're both talented. The problem is with, with Hunter Henry specifically is his situation. Um, last year they had, you know, Phillip rivers who loves to throw to running backs and tight ends on the team. They don't have that anymore. They have, uh, what's his name? Tyrod Taylor. Tyrod Taylor. Or if they decide to go in the direct, I don't think they are, but if they decide to go in the direction of Justin Herbert, then they will. But I think that neither one of those guys are going to target Hunter Henry heavily in that offense. Um, so I feel like Hunter Henry is you're, you're buying a piece that you're probably not going to get too much value in, I guess. Um, it's see, it's, I, I'm uh, willing to take the risk on the talent in the ninth round. If, if Hunter Henry and Evan Ingram were going in like the sixth, seventh round, I'm not yeah. doing that. And, and in the ninth round, I'm, I'm much more comfortable with that pick. I just think there's other guys that I would rather take over him, like TJ Hawkinson, Mike Gesicki, you know. You would draft TJ Hawkinson over Hunter Henry if they were both? Yeah, like, yeah probably. Uh, I don't know. 
I love Hawkinson, but I, 100% I mean, if Henry would. falls, like if, like I don't know. I th- I think I would Hawkinson has really the better quarterback and the better situation, and he was drafted with the top ten pick, so he's going to get the targets. Gasicki is literally going to be the slot receiver for the Miami Dolphins, and in my kid's I mean, situation, uh, Keenan Allen's their slot receiver. They still got a good wide receiver on yeah. the outside in Mike Williams. And they have Austin Eckler, who they're going to dump the ball off a million times to. Hunter Henry can't stay on the field, and he's probably the fourth guy in the offense to target. I just, no. I'm not. I, you could just. I, don't think, I think Hunter Henry's higher than Mike Williams in the offense. I mean, oh, he no was on way. pace last year no for way. targets. He was on pace last year for targets. Have you seen Mike Williams' statistics? Yes. He's extremely good. Like he's he a good just. Player, yeah. He Matt Stafford was. I, I I'm I'm going to stop. I'm not. I'm going to stop talking about this. I'm going to get angry. I was going to say, you think, I mean, I think Mike Phil- Williams is ahead of Hunter Henry. Like at best, I think Hunter Henry is the third option in that offense. I, I and at, at worst, Mike Williams, 100%. I, with Tyrod Taylor, there's maybe not with, with Justin Herbert. No, with Tyrod Taylor, yes, because Herbert's going to just chuck it down the field than Mike Williams. So I, yeah, but I, so is Tyrod Taylor. That, I really do think it? that. I, don't know. I said Tyrod Taylor is going to chuck it down the field too. No, I don't think so. Not, After not your like, pick, not like Herbert, Jared Cook, C.D. Lamb, uh, Hayden Hurst, and then Matt Stafford came off the board. I'm going to take Maycole Hardman at nine nine. That's, I mean, I don't think I've seen him go that far in mock drafts before. Um, I have a feeling that he's going to take over for Sammy Watkins at some point in the year. So mm-hmm. I will take the risk there in the ninth round for a guy with a lot of upside. Um, I was hoping that Antonio Gibson would, you know, what's funny. I I'm so tired of this. Like Antonio Gibson is going way too high in drafts in PPR though. I mean, that's not in, yeah. like, I, yeah, we have never round. seen him nine play before. Yeah. He's like, well, you can say that with any, he's a, he's a fourth round gadget player. Second who has round. six other no, third round, almost oh. second round, dude. He was, he was picked okay. 60, well, I think. Whatever. 60 something. It, it, I just don't know that Antonio Gibson's going to come out right away and perform. And I think a lot of people are going to be like I, super hyped on him. I, I do you see you're, you're, this is, I did this last year with, with, I understand he was a six round pick, but with Darwin Thompson, and it's like this again, six round pick, a guy who, a guy who's going into a murky situation. You can believe what you want, but right now they have freaking Steven Sims, Dontrell Inman, like they're not good wide receivers by any means, but those guys are playing in the slot. They're not having Antonio Gibson run from the slot. They also drafted this wide receiver named Antonio Gandy Golden. So he's going to be getting up. Like, I just think Antonio Gibson is the third running back on a team. And he's going to, if he, even if he runs from the slot, he's just not going to be, I feel like there's just not enough there. For them to. I mean, look, I'm not trying to take Antonio Gibson in the ninth round either. Okay. I'm not. I'm not disagreeing. <laughs> good. I'm. But. I'm saying like if it's in the 13th, 14th, 15th round, Gibson was good. It was like a good pick. Now in it's PPR, in the ninth I'd round. I'd rather draft Gibson over, like Peterson or or yeah. Love probably just because of his PPR upside. But because I do think he's gonna get a lot of reception. Yeah. What what a lot of people are saying right now is that Bryce Love is um is taking the first team snaps and he's, he's working next to yeah. essentially next to, um, but they're going to be an RBBC. So I think, yeah. I think price love at the end of the day, will have more carries than Antonio Gibson, but right, right, right. Antonio Gibson will have like 50 more targets. So Sanders nine, 10, uh, Higby, Gibson, Moss, Slayton and Kirk all come off the board after my pick. I have Daryl Henderson on, uh, Henry Ruggs, chase Edmonds and uh, the like. So I think I'm going to go with chase Edmonds here. 
um, at 10-4. I was thinking about going Daryl Henderson, but I feel like Chase Edmonds is probably a safer pick, especially it's more of like a COVID handcuff to Kenyon Drake kind of thing. You know, I don't have Kenyon Drake on my team, so I'm not handcuffing him specifically to that, but I actually think he does have some okay standalone value. And if, you know, Kenyon Drake just completely doesn't work, they'll move to Chase Edmonds. Chase Edmonds had five yards of carry last year and about eight or nine yards per reception, I believe. So he actually was efficient with the opportunities he was getting. Um, so I think he could definitely fill in for Kenyon Drake or if he might even just overtake Kenyon Drake if Kenyon Drake blows I don't think that happens, by the way, but um, I don't. I think it's it's in the tenth round. It's a decent pick. Yeah, no, I mean in the in the tenth round, I think. After my point. pick, Henderson, Ruggs, uh, Vaughn, and Keyshawn Vaughn and Ben Roethlisberger came off the board, and now it's back at your pick. So this is kind of a, another tough one. Um, it's really gross of my mm. available options, and I think you probably won't like this pick either. Mm. <laughs> Um, but in a PPR league and I need the depth at running back, I'm going to take the human joystick here. Uh, he had like 80 oh receptions God. last year, I believe, or 76. Um, I feel like I you overcompensate in PPR leagues just a little bit. Well, I think, I think maybe, but he, I mean, he, he yeah. was the RB 27 last year in PPR. Mm-hmm. Uh, like I'm not expecting him to be a top 20 running back, but to get somebody who will be like around the, between like the RB30 and RB25 range at pretty much the 11th round, I think is fine. Like as a depth mm-hmm. piece and a potential flex. And I think of my options at this point, like I'd rather him than like an Adrian Peterson or as much as I love Damian Harris, mm-hmm. we just, there are too many question marks with him. So I think he's probably the best bet at running back right. at that spot. Okay. Um, so yeah, next was Jerry Judy, Noah Font, Tony Pollard, Austin Hooper, Baker Mayfield and Sean Jackson. Uh, and now here again, I mean, I would take him if it was half PPR, but especially PPR. Give me Jameson mm-hmm. Crowder uh, with his reception upside. It's kind of a gross pick again. Yeah. Just a gross draft for me. But um, Damian Harris, Jalen Rieger, Justin Jefferson, Adrian Peterson came off the board. Um, at this point, I mean, you're just kind of, I think I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to start going with my guy, Mike Gesicki, and get my tight ends. Yeah. And what do I always do? I go Gesicki and Hawk. Taking my shots. I mean, you do that. Uh, Cam Newton, Justin Jackson, Sterling Shepard, Sammy Watkins, Jared Goff, and AJ Dillon came off the board after my Gasicki pick, and then I took TJ Hawkinson. I don't know. For me, I've been doing this in a lot of my drafts. Is just trying to uh, shoot for the two my two favorite tight ends this year, um, and see if you know if one of them works out or both of them work out. Then sure, you can try to make it happen. But um, I know it takes up some roster spots that people don't want to valuable roster spots that people don't want to waste so um i'll take brandon Ayuk here yeah he's got the potential to start week one yep um and then off the board is boston sky anthony miller duke johnson golden tate preston williams Nikhil harry and my last pick super flex league taking joe burrow okay good pick uh drew lock blake jarwin ryan Tannehill, and bryce love came off the board after rick's pick um at this point it's like the 13th round, so I probably shouldn't do this. But in a normal draft where there's kickers and defenses in 15 rounds, I'd probably take Paris Campbell. Um, Paris Campbell's getting a lot of camp hype right now. Lots of camp hype. Yeah, Dude, we've been telling you, he's the slot guy. He's the slot guy. Um, so my team, Dak Prescott, Josh Jacobs, Clyde Edwards, Hilaire, Allen Robinson, T- Terry McLaren, 
uh, Mike Kosicki, Tyler Boyd, and Deshaun Watson at my Superflex position. I also have Daniel Jones, Mia Cole Hardman, Chase Edmonds, TJ Hawkinson, and Paris Campbell on my bench. Uh, my team, Patrick Mahomes, Leonard Fournette, James White, Juju Smith-Schuster, Robert Woods, Hunter Henry, Devonta Parker, Lamar Jackson. I do have Patrick Mahomes and Lamar Jackson, by the way. Uh, my bench is Marvin Jones, Tariq Cohen, Jameson Crowder, Brandon Ayuk, and Joe Burrow. There you go. There you have it. Um, we are going to really quickly go through the news now uh, post-draft uh, sure. to give you a little update. But before we do that, so let's talk about some news points quickly before we end the show. Uh, Patriots running back Damian Harris has been getting heavy workload early in camp. Love it. So, so a lot of people are going to get hyped on that. You drafted Damian Harris this weekend. And uh, I know that people are going to get excited. And I actually like that too. I don't think it's like I would have drafted Damian Harris had he fall, fell to me at that point in the draft. So I think Damian Harris is a good pick later in drafts. I will temper people's excitement. I want, I want people to sure. temper their excitement because you still have Lamar Miller. I don't yep. even know if he's going to make the team. I would make the argument that he's not going to make the team at all. I but, would not um, be surprised if he gets cut. Sony Michelle maybe plays week one, maybe not. Rex Burkhead's also been getting a lot of camp hype. This is going to be the normal New England Patriots full-blown RBBC, and I don't know that um, the last couple years they haven't gone really too much into the RBBC with Sony Michelle there, but I don't know that Damian Harris is going to take over the starting role and come in and be a full-fledged you know, sure. running back in that offense. No, I, I definitely agree, but do you think he could be this year's Devin Singletary? where you draft them in like the 13th round, 14th round. And then, you know, a LaShawn McCoy type mm-hmm. player, Lamont Miller gets cut. Maybe. Um, and then he ends up getting some solid work and is like a flex play throughout the year. Yeah. I mean, it, I don't think it's a bad idea to draft him. Um, I do I think agree. He, I think though, he like, could with be Lamar and Sony yeah. there. He's not, I mean, he, the fact that he's getting a heavy workload right now is because he's competing with Rex Burke. I'm curious so. <laughs> to see what happens with Harris. Sure. Because we didn't see him play last year. You know what I mean? And he was the starting running back in front of Josh Jacobs at Alabama. Um, Correct. So and I believe Patriots, we drafted I him in the second round. All summer, the Patriots historically, when they, and other than Sony Michelle, because yeah. he was a first round pick, but historically, when they drafted James White, um, who was the running back, Shane Vereen. Yeah. Um, like they typically will draft a running back mm-hmm. and they give him a red shirt first year where he pretty much doesn't play at all like mm-hmm. Damian Harris did. And then the second year they allow him to kind of, that's when they give them the workload and the opportunity. Right. They give him like a year to sit behind the other running backs and see mm-hmm. how they do it. So okay. I think they're going to do that with Damian Harris this year, but it is going to be a concern with Lamar Miller and Sony there, how much work he's actually going to get. But as Lamar gets cut, and Sony starts the year on the PUP and misses the first six weeks of the season. Yep. Different story. Uh, Damian Harris is going to be a very solid running back, I think. Uh, Paris Campbell, as we stated earlier, is starting to resemble the star Indianapolis believed they drafted in the second round in 2019. Uh, injuries kind of hindered him from producing last year and being, he was yep. horrible in the opportunities that he was given. But I think with the opportunities that he's going to get this year from especially if he starts in the slot from Philip Rivers. Obviously, I've told you, like, the, the camp hype is real for, for Paris Campbell. This is all I've been Absolutely. hearing. Um, I don't really like to buy into a lot of the camp hype, but I already knew Paris Campbell's going to be the slot receiver for a team with a quarterback who likes to throw really short passes 9,700% of the time. Um, this is what I was referencing earlier when we were drafting. Uh, Vic Fangio said he anticipated both Melvin Gordon and Philip Lindsay playing enough where they really don't have to designate a starter. 
That's gross. So <laughs> I, I feel like I feel like this is going to be an RVBC, which I didn't expect. Vic Fangio is not really known for something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but we'll we'll see. Or the offensive coordinator, I should say, of the Broncos is not really known for that. But they obviously like Lindsey and Gordon, and we'll have to see how that kind of works out. I think they might be thinking in a circumstance similar to how Los Angeles used Melvin Gordon and Austin Eckler. Not really in the circumstances of pass catching because Philip Brunzi's not really a great pass catcher, but I think sure. in the context that they want to utilize both running backs um, to their advantage. So that was interesting. Uh, also gross. I'm, I'm fading every single old man running back in the, th- in the third round at this point. Me too, um, except I, like, I still like Gurley. Um, Mike Garofalo reports that Tyreek Hill has been diagnosed with a minor hamstring injury. This is Reek, I feel like has been dealing with a lot of injury problems the last couple of years. Um, yes. so this obviously it's not, it's, they say it's minor hamstring injuries in camp usually don't mean good things later in the season. It usually leads to something worse. Um, right. so I, I would be slightly concerned with Tyreek Hill. I'm not going to be like, oh my God, I'm not going to draft him. Like obviously draft Tyreek Hill. But having that minor hamstring injury, it, it could linger. It could stick around for this, the, the season and, and you could see some problems in efficiency for Tyreek Hill if that's the case. But I don't think you need to be worried too much about it. Right. No, I don't think so either. Uh, Nick Chubb cleared the concussion protocol and he returned to practice. So... All the all the Kareem Hunt lovers out there who thought he was going to get a starting role because Nick Chubb got concussed. He's back. He's back. He's fine. Um, Pete Carroll joked, "We're going to hammer the rock this year in reference to hashtag Let Russ Cook." Um, the, the dreams of just so Russell Wilson throwing the ball. Six I, I'm hoping so. that still is a joke, but uh, we know what we know what freaking Pete Carroll does. He likes to rush the football. It's not yep. it's not a secret. This is why I was fading Russell Wilson a little bit this year because I don't know that he's actually going to be able to keep up with, you know, um, I guess that kind of efficiency that he would have and and the opportunity just not going to be as much there as it would. I want Russell Wilson to get like 575 opportunities because if he did, he literally could be probably like QB1. QB1, yeah. So I'm like, but they just don't. Freaking idiot. Hey, Carol, you're stupid. Yeah. Um, Deontay Johnson, he missed the last five days of practice because of a unforementioned leg injury. Uh, so keep an eye on that. We don't know what's happening. And then Kenyon Drake was spotted in a walking boot, um, which good. sent the world into uh, duress. Hopefully in two weeks, he's back on the practice field. Yeah. Somebody, somebody tweeted out that um, this time last year, Kenyon Drake had... A walking boot. A walking boot. Yeah, yeah, in the same situation. So uh, he could just be like some people are just more comfortable protecting certain sections of their body, I guess, with sure. a walking but boot. He, I don't he know. He could have a legitimate injury, but he could also just be taking it slow with something. Taking taking precautionary. It could just yeah. be that he tweaked his leg. Because I, I, I feel like a walking boot means very bad things. Yeah. And so many people freak out it about it. Sounds like it, a so. broken foot. Yeah, it sounds like a broken foot. But I think he's going to be fine. Uh, you know, they said that he is probably going to start. Uh, the king of coach speak, obviously, is saying this, but they said he's going to start week one. So I wouldn't be too concerned about Drake unless you start seeing other things point in the direction otherwise. Yeah. But that'll do it for this episode of the Fantasy Champions Fantasy Football Podcast.
and the news. That'll do it for the news and the whole podcast as a, as a whole. Um, don't forget to check out our website, thefantasychampions.com. You can follow us on Twitter and on Instagram. And we will uh, we'll talk to you tomorrow, Fantasy Champs. Should be interesting. Forgot what we were talking about, but we'll talk to you tomorrow anyway. <laughs> Later. Thank you for listening to the Fantasy Champions Podcast. Make sure you subscribe on iTunes and YouTube and follow us on Twitter at the FF Champs.